Papal Royal. Papal is royal. It's all about royalty. The trans people are that royal. Remember, we are loyal. Nothing for us without us. This is about us. Love us just the way we are. This is who we are. We love who we are. This is the time to speak. This is the time to be heard. Time for trans people to be heard. This, This is Purple Royale. Welcome to the Paper Royal Podcast, where we share with you transgender narratives from Zimbabwe, told by the transgender people themselves. I'm your host, Tanak. In this episode, we have a story by a Harare-based trans woman, Brie. She tells us about an unpleasant experience she had with airport authorities at the biggest international airport in Zimbabwe. A setback that not only disrupted their plans to participate in a life-changing event in South Africa, but also stripped her of her dignity. Brie is a transitioning woman who has been very vocal about her journey. To many people in the transgender community, she is seen as an important activist and role model. Listen to her story. On a lovely morning in October, my birthday month ended in uncertainty. I woke up at 8 a.m. ready to catch the 11 a.m. flight to South Africa for a very important event that was going to play a huge role in my advocacy work as well as in taking my company further. I felt so grateful, just reflecting on how far I had come. As I drove to the airport 20 minutes later, there I was at the Harare International Airport in line to check in at the British Airways counter. As usual, the lady asked why my passport said male when I looked female. And I explained that I am a trans woman. I was born with female chromosomes and undergoing my transition to full womanhood, after which I will need legal gender recognition. And she sympathized with me and wished me well on my journey to legal gender recognition in Zimbabwe. A lot of airport staff at Harare International Airport who had met me on my travels, they'd also say to me that my female gender needs to be recognized and often shared that trans persons should also be regarded as valuable or treated like any other human being in Zimbabwe. So in this regard, despite not having any legal gender recognition yet, I mostly felt safe at the airport with the support and sympathy I got from the staff I met and was often assisted well. After checking in, I went through all the necessary identification checks successfully until I got to the last stage of the airport immigration department where they stamp your passport for departure. The lady who assisted me stopped after taking a look at my passport and she said, I am sorry ma'am, your passport says male and I am new here, so before I allow you to pass, I need to get approval from my boss. I said it's okay and told her that I had constantly passed through the same airport and get assisted. Furthermore, most airport staff understand that I am transitioning and are ready to assist me. Anyway, 10 minutes later, the immigration lady returns 
with the immediate superior who was rude and and so insensitive towards me. She was called and said in other countries, trans persons like myself have got a gender marker X. So why didn't I have that in Zimbabwe? Even though I mentioned that there is no legal gender recognition for trans persons in Zimbabwe, that is at the moment, she remained cold and looked at me like I was a freak or a fraud. She left the scene with my documents and 10 minutes later, I was called into the immigration officer's presence. I entered a room with over seven people. People were waiting to see me. Some even coming to stand by the door to see the spectacle. A woman who has a man's passport, they whispered. The atmosphere felt uncomfortable and what the immigration officer said next just added more salt to that wound that was deep inside. It is illegal for trans people to exist in Zimbabwe. You are an abomination, he said. What type of a person are you? Because of this, I will confiscate your passport, send it to the Registrar General, and you'll possibly face arrest. His words felt like blows on my face. I tried explaining to the immigration officer that I am a transitioning woman and that I am waiting for legal gender recognition in Zimbabwe to be able to properly change my documents. But he wouldn't have it. Instead, he looked at me and said, how is it possible that a proper female looking person like me could have the passport written male and just seeing me looking at me disgusted apparently for a crime I had not committed apparently for something I could not change that really hurt me. I couldn't hold back the tears as I went back to the airport front reception. Two airport staff ladies and the British Airways manager came to console me and agreed that what the immigration head officer at the airport, his name, Mr. Siziba, had done to me, had said to me, publicly assaulting me, it was totally uncalled for. In that moment, I called my mentor and mother, Amai Bonzo, from Transmart Trust, to tell her what had happened, and immediately she made her way to the airport to try and help me. Upon her arrival, we went to Mr. Siziba's office, as he had unjustly treated me, and we needed answers. But he refused to meet my bonzo as well, saying it to go to the Registrar General's office, saying that he had nothing to do with us. Again, I was disheartened. Soon after we left the airport for the Registrar General's office, we passed by the Zimbabwe Lawyers for Human Rights to let get 
legal backing before making our way to where we were threatened with possible arrest. Like what Mr. Seziba had said. We arrived at 2 p.m. at the Registrar General's office. God called in for a one-on-one -on -one meeting with the Registrar General's officer as well as a security officer who was sent to arrest us if, if it was deemed so. And each time I was afraid, I have never been arrested before. I've never committed a crime. So a lot of thoughts were happening, going through my head. But needless to say, we complied and started the meeting. The two gentlemen received us quite differently from what we thought. Instead of assaulting us and being rude like what I had experienced at the airport, they sat down with us and asked us to narrate what had happened. As usual, I narrated my story together with my bonzo. And surprisingly, both men sympathized with us. They understood how I was born this way and how my body structure, even who I am, just resembles a proper female. And being discriminated against or assaulted for something I could not change was a clear human rights violation. The meeting ended with a call back to collect my passport the following day and to be allowed to travel after they had updated the Registrar General and Immigration Head Office about my unfortunate incident. I felt a sense of relief. I mean, this meeting had gone better than I had expected. And what could have been a potential arrest ended up being a sensitization dialogue that helped people understand the trans community better. The following day, I got my passport back from the immigration head office, as well as from the Registrar General's office. The immigration head office apologized for the public assault that one of their employees had subjected me to. I was surprised, but at the same time grateful, because the main head office had acknowledged the human rights violation that had happened to me and had deliberately apologized because they knew that what happened was uncalled for. Got my passport, went back to the airport, and as I passed through the necessary checks successfully again, right up to the last leg, Mr. Sisiba then said, I know you've been allowed to travel by the Registrar General, by the Immigration Head Office, but I will not allow you to pass through unless you are wearing male clothes. I was disheartened. I tried to explain this that I would keep on being humiliated, especially with my body structure in no clothes. But again, Siziba did not listen. I decided to buy a pair of male shorts and a shirt at the local airport shop, clothes that cost six times the normal price. And when I wore them, 
People started looking at me confused, some laughing, some sympathetic. But either way, I felt so uncomfortable and ashamed. I was invited to Siziba's office to present my new look, and even his colleagues looked at me like I was crazy. Is this a woman or a man? Why is she wearing male clothes? I answered their curiosity, explaining once again that I am a transitioning woman. Never had surgeries, but already with the female breasts I had and my female physique, there was no way I could pass as a male. Everyone saw me and saw a female. So why the unnecessary assault and humiliation? Mind you, I am a very strong woman, respected among the communities I engage with. But in this very moment, looking at the humiliation, the public assault, the lost business hours, the changed flights, threats of arrest, it had just been taken too far and I couldn't hold it back. I started crying amidst the crowd. In that moment, that's when Siziba looked at me. Seeing regret on his face. Thinking about what he had done to me, how far he had taken this humiliation. He then allowed me to travel. I could not explain the pain, the humiliation I felt. I could not comprehend why this had happened to me. To be treated like, I'm, like I am an anomaly in my own country by a respected official who otherwise should have been supporting my human rights as a valuable citizen. It was just a bitter pill to swallow. I am grateful though to each person, service provider, department or organization that stood with me and proved my innocence. It is never easy being born transgender or intersex, but just like you, I am a human being too. What kind of a person are you? That's a relatable question for many transgender people. Or even the question, are you male or female? Brie is a very brave woman for one to transition in a country that is hostile to the LGBTIQ people as a whole. And secondly, to have handled this situation with such maturity and grace. 
It's so sad when people in authority are the ones perpetrating human rights violations. It makes us feel so hopeless that there will be change anytime soon and makes us wonder who is here to protect us. The constitution of Zimbabwe is silent on transgender rights. There is no provision for trans people to change their gender marker on their birth certificates and that leaves us vulnerable to all sorts of abuse. As you heard from Bree's story, she called for assistance from my bonzo. This is one woman known to champion human rights and many transgender people have found a mother in my bonzo. She is the founder of an organization called Transmart Trust based in Harare. In the following segment, Bree sits down with my bonzo. Hi, Mom. How are you today? I'm good, B. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this interview with me, um, especially in regards to the incident that happened to me at the airport. Mm -hmm. And you know you are one of my closest confidants. Mm -hmm. Like literally after my passport was confiscated at the airport and after... I was publicly humiliated. You were the first person I called. Yeah. Um, what went through your mind when that happened? When you called me, you know, I thought I, you had already left. Mm -hmm. So when you called me after um, the, the, your, 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 your plane has already left, I was like, oh my God, here it comes again. So I was scared. I don't want to lie. I was really, really scared. You know, uh, it, it was a different case where you you can call me to say someone is harassing me at the shopping center or you know somewhere in town or mm -hmm. within where you will stay this was different because this was a government department and you know how our government is when it comes to lgbt issues in zimbabwe to be honest i was relieved that you have arrived because i mean you've been a very important person um when it comes to sensitizing government mm -hmm. officials, even the general community mm -hmm. on trans, intersex and gender diverse issues. Mm -hmm. So I thought that by you coming, Mr. Sisiba, the immigration officer who had stigmatized me and publicly assaulted me, mm -hmm. was going to probably have a change of heart. Exactly. But unfortunately, he refused to see you as well. Yeah, he even refused to see me. And I don't know, were you expecting that or was that also a shock? Yeah, it came as a shock because, you know, um, coming from someone with uh, Mr. Ziba's position yes you know I wasn't expecting that you know I, I'm, I'm also a human I was expecting that uh, he would um, sit down with me and get to hear our side of story mm. but um, um, when I arrived at the airport you know there were these two girls who were assisting you mm -hmm. they even told me that uh, this Ziba guy was um, like a seventh day Adventist and um, they, they knew that uh, he was not going to even uh, entertain us so when this other lady now then called us to say can you come and see mr siziba in his office i was like oh my god i was so scared to say okay so now what is going to happen next mm -hmm. uh because there were security guys there you know i was like okay so the next person we're going we're just going to be arrested and sent to the police because they were saying we're impersonating and you know when someone doesn't have information yes. they make uh wrong decisions True. uninformed decisions and i was expecting that from this uh Sisiba guy 
And when they then told us to go to the Registrar General's office, I was like, okay, so they've already called the security guys. By the time we arrived at the Registrar General, we were just, we were just going to be arrested, and that was the end of the story. I mean, we were both afraid, to be honest. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and the funny part was, so when we arrived at the Registrar General's office, and then we were asked to, to meet up with the Registrar General's official, as well as with a security officer, we entered the room and we sat down. Mm. Like they were not rude to us. Mm -hmm. They actually said, let's sit down, let's have an amicable discussion. Please narrate what happened from the beginning. Mm. And to be honest, I was very shocked because they were quite respectful as well towards us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what I discovered that day when we went to the Registrar General's office? There are people who understand mm -hmm. uh, that they are different people. Uh, living in Zimbabwe, but they just don't have the information. Mm -hmm. uh, when we arrived at uh, the Registrar General's office, I, you, you know, and we asked at the reception to see the Registrar General, and people were, you know, the way yeah, they, they were just looking, whispering. they were whispering in the corridors. Some even went to, to, to the Registrar General's uh, secretary's office, and they were saying there are, there are two people at the reception, uh, you know, using that Shona language, Ngochani. The Ngochani, the LGBTI, who deserve to be arrested. Yes, uh, <laughs> Registrar General, and we know Registrar General doesn't entertain things like this. Let's just call the security so that they get arrested. Kutevasungwe, blah, 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 and a lot of things were said. And then this guy said, okay, you guys, can you allow me to go and talk to these people first mm -hmm. before you make any informed decisions? That's when the this officer now came together with the security guy because the security guy was like, okay, I'm just going to arrest these guys and that's and the that's end it. of the story. So they came, they saw us. And they took time to understand <sighs> us. Which you is know, it what? was so amazing the way they... they treated us they greeted us you know I, for me i was like okay we are finished and you know the funny part mom is i feel like for us that was really a turning point exactly because soon after that incident i know they said that come back the following day to yeah. collect your passport mm. but that's when you also met the immigration head office and that's when you even say that come with informational material, exactly. we want to sensitize our employees and we want to make sure that we also support anyone who's trans, intersex or gender diverse. Mm. And I think for me what really came out was um, when they asked for these sensitization programs to say, you guys, can you come back and sensitize us on what it is to be a transgender? Because you remember when we did the sensitization program with the Registrar General Offices. So they were like, you know what guys, we have met with such cases where we come from because they were from Chivu, Bindura, Mashingo, Mtari. Yes. Blawayo. So they were saying we we meet with, with these cases uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, but we didn't know how to respond. Mm -hmm. But this sensitization program that you have done with us, I wish you could then come to our stations where you can sensitize even from the security guard from the office to say when someone who is a transgender is passing through the gate, coming to get saved, or coming to a, get an ID or a passport, they really know how to, to handle such cases without stigmatizing or discriminating anyone. So it looks like, ma'am, we literally made strides. I mean, it's just unfortunate that I was the bait. Yeah, like what they say, anything happens for uh, for you, not against you. Exactly. And yeah. I'm, I'm very grateful that um, in a, an unfortunate event, 
turned out to be a learnable experience with a mm. lot of opportunities. You, you know, we have been trying very hard to meet with these uh, government departments. Yes, and, and failing. And failing. Yeah. And it took that um, airport incident to have them come uh, on the table to say, okay, you guys, you can come tell us who you are and all that. And I, I, I think for us, it was a, a milestone. I, I agree. I'm sure that this is the like the beginning of many more opportunities yeah it is because now we are able to advocate better for legal gender recognition yes. in zimbabwe yeah. so let's keep pushing ma'am i'm yeah, sure we'll it's going to pushing. work out well. we'll keep pushing thank you Bri. thank you so much ma'am okay. been a pleasure <laughs> Well done to Bree and my Bonzo for also correcting this incident by offering sensitization sessions to these immigration authorities. Although it was hard and unpleasant for Bree, she sought to teach her offenders more about transgender issues than to shame them. We salute you, Bree, for paving way for all of us. Now we can travel in peace like everyone else. Let us know how the story made you feel, as Paper Royal would love to hear from you. Follow us on social media platforms, on Facebook and on Instagram. We are at Paper Royal Podcast. And to also keep producing these stories, we need your assistance. Feel free to donate or contribute in any way possible so that we can continue to produce this great podcast for you. I'm your host, Tanaka. Thank you for listening and sharing this podcast with your networks. Looking forward to the next episode. Until then, take care.